This is a West Wimmera Health Service podcast. Presented by me, Brigitte Muir. Farmer wants a healthy life. This series focuses around stories and issues related to health and well-being. Some of the people we hear from are sharing their stories, hoping that their experiences will help us with our own health and well-being. Please be aware that some of their life experiences may touch on issues that are sensitive to some. Please listen with care. You will find information on seeking help if you need it in the notes attached to each episode. When do you know when you have a problem with alcohol? When is too much really too much? Former horsemen Aaron Schultz, now from Agnes Water, Queensland, tells me about his relationship with drinking and his life growing up in the Wimmera. I'll tell you what, it was pretty awesome uh, in many ways, to be honest. Very raw back in the 70s, very simple life. Football and cricket, that was it. You know, there wasn't much else to do there. As a young fellow, I, I had some challenges because I had a brain tumour removed uh, when I was three. So I had... Um, really? Wow. Yeah, I uh, spent a lot of time in the Alfred Hospital uh, in Melbourne. Came out on my fourth birthday and um, just took, it took a while to, to adjust. I think my coordination wasn't that good, but I don't think there was any compassion from the Horton North Primary School. They made me do everything else that the other kids had to do. So I had to struggle through all that. My family are farmers from out at Kalki um, on my mum's side. My grandfather farmed there years ago, uh, started in the 20s. My cousins are still farming the land now. So it's been 100 years pretty much since that land has been um, worked by the Thomas family. That's amazing. The reason that we're talking to each other, you are in Queensland and I'm in Victoria, is that you were happy to talk to me about alcohol. The culture of alcohol, I suppose, as people grow up, in the country when i was a young fellow that was all that really like the whole the whole social scene everything sort of revolved around that i wouldn't say i was an exception because there was lots of young fellows like me but alcohol was always around my childhood you know and um i remember getting into my teens and thinking i didn't want to do it but uh there was not much choice you had to follow that pathway you didn't uh connect with your friends or connect with sport or any of that sort of stuff. So there wasn't much else back then. There wasn't social media. There wasn't uh, mobile phones, any of that sort of stuff. So you had to drink to be sociable, I suppose. And we started drinking early, like when we were 14, and then started drinking heavily at 15 on weekends and that sort of progressed from there. So I knew at a young age, even when I was drinking, that I didn't want to. But uh, at the same time, I basically had to, well, I had a, I developed a problem because of just um, the, the, the consistency and the regularity of, uh, of, of drinking. And it took me a long time and uh, in, in my adult years until I actually like, was able to you know, take control of it, I suppose. Okay, so how did that happen? It was a struggle for a long time, to be honest, because uh, work was very dominating and took a lot of stress and uh, pressure. And the only way I could sort of relax was to have a few beers. And that affected sleep, it affected all sorts of things. But I just kept pushing myself to try and perform. But one day when I was about 37, I really hit burnout. My body's sort of saying, you know, I can't cope anymore. We, we ignore these signs. I, I, I certainly did for a long time. I went to a doctor. The doctor said to me that I had anxiety and um, there's two things I could do. I could either take tablets or exercise. And I said, well, I'm not taking tablets. I chose to start exercising and over a period of months, it actually made me realise that I didn't really need to drink. You know, I, I'd swap the alcohol for exercise. And they gave me, um, you know, something else to self-regulate with rather than alcohol. And, and really all I'd known was alcohol, as I'm sure a lot of uh, 
people in uh, in regional areas do. Giving up alcohol and discovering exercise really took you somewhere else in your life, didn't it? Um, it took me into a um, a different mindset, and the mindset that I actually had when I was that young 14, 15 year old boy that that clarity sort of came back again about what it is and what my purpose actually is uh, in this lifetime. You know, I just thought I had to consistently earn six figures, and I had to consistently uh, have a status uh, with my uh, my role. But actually, my my purpose is really around um, trying to uh, create change and uh, trying to uh, or trying to basically um, be a leader in in the health space. You know, because I'd been sort of through the unhealthy period, and I really wanted to uh, do what I could to uh, to try and change some uh, some culture and try and shift uh, our awareness away from this because, let's face it, it's not our fault. The alcohol industry has been dominant for a long time and, you know, they're, they're working very hard to try and get people hooked on alcohol, but I actually started to feel a lot better without it and uh, other people that I, that I know that have been on the same journey feel so much better without it as well. Our, our liver and kidney can only take so much and um, when we start to give that a break, then we actually become clearer above the shoulders and that, that took me into a very high level of self-awareness. Uh, through exercise, I actually uh, was able to achieve some, some pretty, uh, pretty amazing things. Then I started to realize that all I was trying to do was give my mind a break and actually feel like calm and content. So that took me into learning um, meditation. Uh, and meditation has been probably the best thing that I've um, been able to discover because it actually gives our mind a rest. And uh, really, I needed to give my mind a rest more than, uh, more than anything. And that also opened another door for you because from what I know about you, male mental health has become a focus in the last few years of your life, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I started up what's called the Outback Mind Foundation. Uh, when I was back in Victoria and Matoa, I, um, I, I had this idea and sort of started it off. And uh, last year it became a, a full health promotion charity to try and encourage men to, I suppose, take a proactive approach to their well-being rather than wait till something's wrong and, uh, and then go and seek help. You know, I think we've all got the ability to prevent illness. We need to be able to empower ourselves and more people to, uh, to be healthy and, uh, and actually live our lives more functionally rather than being disempowered and, uh, and you know, put on pharmaceuticals. But I just don't believe you know, that needs to be the, the focus anymore. We're, we're certainly capable of, of healing um, illness uh, within ourselves. We've got a tremendous body uh, that's always looking to heal. But at the same time, uh, we're getting in the road by putting alcohol into our bodies or unhealthy food into our bodies, and our body's got to work hard to deal with that. So if we can actually learn how to work with the, the chemistry of our body well, then all of a sudden we start to feel better physically and mentally, and that has a huge effect on not just us but also everyone else around us. I noticed on your Facebook page, The Outback Mine, that you have men circles. Now, here in Nademark, a friend of mine who's a male has tried to start a male circle to talk about issues, I suppose, that may affect people's lives. No success whatsoever. So what's the secret to get people, males, to talk about what affects them? When I was back in Horsham, I started one and it was going quite okay. Uh, we used to get some, some good participation. Mind you, there were some nights where it was just me. I was the only person there. But, hey, I just kept coming back, and eventually people started to come. People used to park their car two kilometres away so no one would see them to walk. You know, now, that's ridiculous. You know, that, That's the mindset that I had when I was a young fella too. Look, we've been able to develop a really sec uh, successful uh, model with regards to this and, and actually getting interest and uptake. 
We have about 70 guys that come through the local one here and from all walks of life, from, from 75, 80-year-old men that are ex-farmers uh, through to you know guys that have been quite successful and retired. They come to these circles because it actually gives them the ability to be able to learn and, and build capacity without actually drinking. So the circles will be run are really capacity buildings. They're actually like educating men on how to manage their nervous system more and more. And then every second circle, we'll do a sharing circle where everyone gets a chance to talk about what's going on in their life. They're very safe. They're very secure. What gets spoken about doesn't go outside the room. And um, my vision is just to be able to develop these circles uh, throughout Australia uh, moving forward. So you know, I'd be very keen to, to have a chat to um, the community back in the Wimmera or any other communities throughout Australia about getting one of these up and running. That's the other thing. I'm doing, on the, I'm doing work on the prevention side. I think the more we can do to prevent things, uh, then the less um, episodes uh, we're going to have of male suicide, but also the better aware you know, men in general are going to be in regional areas around their emotional well-being and be able to become emotionally mature, so emotionally mature enough to be able to see where they're at. And I picked up something in myself this morning which I'd never discovered before, and that sort of self-growth within myself is, uh, is always evolving. I'm never going to say that I know everything because I always um, seem to be able to pick things up and, and develop and evolve. But a lot of the stuck thinking is, uh, has been ingrained there for a long time and I think it's very common with people in regional areas and, and farmers and that uh, in general because we've just done what Dad's done and what Grandpa did and so forth and maybe we need to shift our, um, our mindset a little bit now. So these, uh, these circles actually help us you know, change that to be able to develop um, healthy ways to manage our, our emotions and our nervous system and to be able to self-regulate uh, functionally without um, looking outside ourselves for that. That certainly sounds like a good idea to spread the model that you have created. And I am so thankful uh, for you and your passion and your purpose in life. I'm sure that you are already helping lots of people and there will be more and more who benefit from your experience and your willingness to volunteer. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, certainly, if there's anyone out there that, that, that needs a hand or would like to uh, have a look at what we're doing, just jump on the Outback Mind Foundation website and reach out. And I really would encourage you to, to have a serious think about uh, setting up a circle in your area and we'll certainly support that. If we can get some funding to do so, I'll come there and, and help start run them. And then we train a facilitator or facilitators on how to actually do it functionally. And then have the support of us um, you know, overarching that, which I think is really key because I think it's crazy just to be working in silos to rather actually work as a, as a collaboration and a group to be able to help ourselves, but also to help others out there. I think it's really important. Absolutely. And thank you so much for volunteering your time to talk to me today and for helping other people, uh, other men in the Wimmera, your home ground, I guess. Oh, look, I miss it. It's been a couple of years since I've been because of COVID and other things, but I'm really looking forward to getting back there because I love it. And that's where I was brought up and it's always going to be my home, that's for sure. You take care, Aaron. And once again, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. That was Aaron Schultz, former Wimmera man, now living in Agnes Water, Queensland. Did you enjoy listening to Aaron? You can hear more from him on his podcast, The Outback Mind. You will find, as always, contact numbers and details in the notes attached to this episode. And while you're at it, please give us a star rating. We'd also love to hear your comments and suggestions. Our Facebook and Twitter details are in the notes. Until next, 
Have a healthy life, won't you? Farmer wants a healthy life.